and you know it. That music only means one thing in this town. That is that we are here to bring you just another session of the Two Smoking Guns right here on 88.3 Southern FM. Rutsy. Yeah. It's a big hello to you. Big hello. <laughs> big hello. Big hello, Scott. Yeah, a bit of the small one. Big hello. So there we are. Now, uh, gee, I'll tell you what. Wasn't it a bit fresh yesterday? Fresh. Hey? Fresh as a daisy. Melbourne. Somebody said, I heard somebody's remark, who's left the fridge door open? That's right. You know, I said that to someone the other day and they said, there's no such thing as bad weather. It's just how you dress for it. Exactly right. Is that that maybe where the old saying comes from? Shut the fridge. (laughs) Someone's left the door open. And um, as I sit here in shorts, uh, <laughs> I didn't actually notice that. Are they thermalised? Oh, shorts in all weather, mate. As far oh, as I'm concerned. No, it's uh, it's a great. Oh, I love I love autumn in Melbourne. I yeah. think it's a it's a great season because you've got footy, you've got the autumn leaves, yep. you've got. Open fires. nice days normally. Yep, yep. Um, and at night it gets a bit chilly. Yeah, a bit chilly. But that's okay because there's yeah. red wine and fires. Yeah, that's right. Blue and cheese. Blue cheese. You can, you can, you know, you adapt from the summer. Yes, you do. But no. um, the precipitation count was a little high through the week. Yes, it was. That's uh, all right. There was a little bit of that going around. Need a bit of that. But uh, and anyway, you've been well. You're yeah. well. Well, I, I, I am well. But I do have to share a story with you, and it's yes. quite a serious story, actually. So, um, and it sort of segues into uh, uh, another piece. But um, I went to the doctor a couple of weeks ago. Good, um, good. You should have your regular checkup. Yeah. Well, it. it <laughs> all I had to do is take my top off, right? Well, so, fortunately, it wasn't yeah, one of those no, visits. No, no. It was uh, anyway. Because what happened was. Um, I've had a little lump on my back, mm. and uh, and it just I don't know it's which it was just one of those things I You're I not kept, the hunchback of Notre Dame I, 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 no I I kept, I kept sort of giving it a bit of a poke and a prod and I went do you know what that actually doesn't feel so great right. and I just thought Check you know out. maybe you know it, it it feels a bit different it feels as though there might be sort of something underneath yeah. And uh, I thought, check it I, out. I thought I'd, I'd, I'd better, I'd just better go, and uh, and have it looked at. Yes. Anyway, so I've walked in. The doc said, oh, "I think your instinct's pretty good here." Yeah. He said, "Because I, I don't really like the look of that. Ooh, I don't you know? like the look and of it was, that." It was about the end of the sort of end, end of my pen. So if I'm, you know, if you're thinking. It, like a ballpoint yeah, pen? Yeah, sort of. a. It wasn't very big, hmm. but it was a bit crusty on the top. Oh. Then he said to me, he took a photo of it. He said, now, see this white stuff here? He said, yeah. it's actually there's a little bit sort of going on there. Right. So maybe uh, we might just, you know, we might We just, might whack that out. Well, what he did, he actually took a biopsy on the day. I yeah, could go I back can, later that afternoon. I, do that. I can do Because what he said was, why don't we just send it off and do the bio, get the biopsy result now, yeah. rather than... Cut it out and maybe not get it properly. You know, we'll, we'll just make sure that we get things right. Now, I know this is not a visual medium, but but uh, that that's what I ended up with. Holy cow, Scotty. Yeah. So that's how many stitches is so that? Ten stitches, right? <laughs> ten. So I'm telling you, it was the size of the end of my pen. Yeah. Very innocuous. And um, 
So then I so I've gone back last Thursday yeah. and it's just all done under a local and I'm not great with knives. You're so not I'm, good with knives or needles. No, well, no needles is I'm fine. Right. No, it's just the knives because I actually had another. Yeah, the one. only time you use a knife. <laughs> Used to eat pizza. It's when you're disseminating a cow. <laughs> I used to eat pizza. That's the problem. <laughs> I, I get chastised for that. So, um, so I've got a message. So if what's, you, what's the uh, what's the prog? So, well, in fact, I got the result today, and I'm all good. So oh, good. they they've cut it all out, and and what happens is when they send the biopsy away, yeah. they then send back and say, right. When you cut this out, you need to cut out five millimetres around the, the around entire the whole, whole yes. piece. But then they make it like an eye shape because then they've got to sew you back up. Oh, right? So that's why it's sort of gone yeah. a bit longer than, than so I've got another scar. So I've got another scar. And then because it's on your back, they do internal stitching yeah. and then surface stitching. So anyway, the ones inside dissolve. But my point is, for goodness sake, now I think I was lucky because it, it came up in the space of about six or eight weeks. Right. And I remember I had my shirt off over summer cleaning my car one day. Now, whether that was the trigger or not, I don't know. But if you think you've got something that looks as though it's changing colour or it's a bit raised, for goodness sake, get to the doctor. Correct. Because what I've learnt is that you don't have to... Skin cancer doesn't necessarily have to be caused by the sun. No. It can be caused by excess sugar. Um, and there's a raft of stress can cause mm-hmm. different cancers, and they can just manifest themselves into this. Um, and but these are a type of little thing that apparently come up quite often. It's not as long as you get them early, it's all good and well. But for goodness' sake, we live in a, the land of the, 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 the pouring rains and lots of sunshine, drought and flooding rain, sunburned country. Yes. Um, but for goodness' sake, so I've gone and now bought the the hat. You know, you well, know, you're like, now Mister Mister well, Coverall. Well, you know, like those Legionnaires hats God, where they've got no. the flap down the back. It's so, a very bad so, look. I don't care, mate. I'd like to live a bit longer so we can keep doing this, if that's all right well, with glad, you. I'm glad you're still here. So, Steve. yes, I got my result today, and I was very pleased about that, but there is a genuine message in there. Go and get checked, because it can happen to Well, it happened, happened to my bride. She had a... Did she? Yeah, she had a skin can in the same yeah. spot on her back. Really? And it was malignant. Oh, uh, yeah. And she's yeah. got a lovely scar yeah. about approximately where you've got yours. Is that right? You can get together oh, and compare we can, scars. We can, we, can, we can go on a scar date. Been a little bit lucky there. <laughs> <laughs> I got sent by because uh, my wife, my wife does a, a mole map. Yes, I've had a mole map every year. Yes, and she sent me, and they said, "What, the, what are you doing here?" And I said, "I've been sent." Yes, so I do what I'm told. Yeah, and no, I said, no. "It's not necessary. Go away for a well, few years." Yeah, but which you, is good. Yeah, but yeah. you don't know what you don't you know, so know. you find out what you don't know. That's true. And and the other tests that you were referring to, then uh, I think they're pretty important too yes. when we get to a certain yes. age and stage. So um, very good. There we go. It's a sobering. Sort of, well, I just medical hour yes, to well, kick well, things well, it all off. Happened sort of very quickly. So you know, and probably since I, I, I probably I haven't was seen you to, to talk well, about. Well, no, well, I was sitting here last week, and I had had the, uh, the the biopsy taken. I just forgot to tell you. So, um, but then of course everything sort of you know went from there. And last Thursday it was whooshka. Stitch him up. Stitching time saves nine. Yeah, correct, correct. <laughs> especially when you have nine stitches. When you have nine stitches. Anyway, we're talking about what have you? What have you? Talking about uh, uh, um, skin, yes. Um, did you notice through the week there was a little piece on uh, a naked politician? Uh, I'm not sure if you spotted I, this. I did hear that somebody found a birthday suit. So this is in Canada. 
Ye- but, yes. Out of Ottawa. Yes. And there are blushes this week in the uh, Canadian Parliament. Ah, Parliament. Mm-hmm. Uh, when a politician was left red-cheeked, oh, red-cheeked. shall we say, <laughs> after appearing starkers really? in a House of Commons sitting. Really? Via Zoom. Was this a protest or no, was this just couldn't... This was a couldn't, mistake. Couldn't find his clothes. He forgot to turn off his camera. He'd been for a jog. Oh, no. And he was called into a, a meeting for a vote. Yes. And he was changing out of his jogging apparel yes. into his yes. pretend I've got a collar on and I'm working really hard apparel oh. for Zoom. Right. And he accidentally flicked his camera on. Oh, I think I And did they got the full see. nine yards of him. Yes. In the parliament. Yes. And uh, he was left covering his nether regions yes. with uh, his mobile phone. Right. <laughs> And a little bit of a, and he, and he was caught, caught el flagrante with the flags of Quebec and Canada by his side. I hope he had something bigger than a Nokia flip phone. <laughs> I hope it wasn't cold in Canada that day. Wow. So um, he was quoted. He said, uh, I made uh, an unfortunate mistake today. <laughs> and uh, obviously I'm embarrassed by it. Well... And but, I and I and I reflect on that, and I think, thank God, Zoom wasn't around uh, in our in Malcolm Fraser's day oh, yes. when he was running around hotel rooms with pants. Rooms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I caught, that caught my eye through yeah, the week. No, I, I did it was rather that, amusing. Uh, but it, well, at least it was a genuine error when he was trying to do the, as opposed to the 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 whatever you want to call that individual that did something in somebody else's office in. In Parliament, the oh, other that week. was yes, highly, just, in, inappropriate. highly inappropriate, and they should um, face the full force of the law. That's been one of the great things of 2020: Zoom yes. and uh, cameras on or off. You keep yeah. them off as long as yeah. possible. Well, I tell you what, I've been in plenty of meetings. In fact, I was on one the other day, and uh, I said, "Oh, I'm sorry, I can't see you." They've gone good, good. <laughs> we like it like I've that. I've not done my hair. Yeah, I think I think they still still might have been. In I'm the, still in bed. In the gym gowns, <laughs> <In> the jimmies. <laughs> hey, uh, some stage. Uh, I want to talk about footy today. I'll talk about footy. Want I don't really. Footy? You came in and you said you wanted to talk about. I know footy you and, don't want to. No, 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 and I, I, know I, it's, I didn't have a very good weekend. No, I know. Footy. No, we got I, touched up no, by a pretty good team. Yeah, but we were very ordinary. We were, we were, we were very, woeful. Woeful. No, but what I want to talk to you about is so uh, we being the we, saints we, for we all the listeners no, out there. I want to talk about the. There seems to have been the rebirth of the full forward. Well, there is because the game's the opened game's up. The game's changed, hasn't it? And don't you reckon it's a more attractive brand? Uh, yes, and I've heard somebody say to the contrary, and I'm struggling. Well, I, I struggle with that enormously because I football resembled rugby for many years because it was just rolling malls of packs and people diving in on the ball. And I reckon for a couple of years it looked like basketball, and it was boring because it used to just be chipped and low scoring. And yes, but correct. now you've got this the scarecrow on the mark. Yes, correct, which allows the Tin Man and uh, everybody else. Yep, to run around. Yep, and uh, the leading forward. Can get an early run and yep. mark and kick goals. Well, I think it's fantastic. I, I, I like it, and uh, and I hope that I hope they keep it. We're seeing bags being kicked we by are full seeing forwards. Bags, you know, and we've got teams kicking over twenty goals now. I mean, even 
the game I watched. Who would have thought twenty goals? My even, God! But even the other night, I was you know I can't remember what the game was now, but you know I think it, the, between them they kicked twelve goals in the first quarter. I mean, Melbourne kicked eight goals in the last quarter. Yeah, under Ross Lyons, St Kilda will be lucky to kick eight goals in a game. <laughs> Yes, um, sadly so. Sadly so. Um, but I love it because in my heyday, yep, as a young lad when I was growing up, and this is probably true of many people, um, we'd go to the football uh, to watch the full forwards do their yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and if you were like me and you went to a lot of local football, yep. Um, I remember going to like Sandringham and, and some of the local... Vaffa, uh, VFA footy. Yep. And you'd follow the full forward from end to end. Yeah, oh, you change every ends. quarter. Oh, yeah. So you change ends. Ends. Oh, you change ends. So you'd yeah. be behind the goal. Bit hard to, bit hard to support him when you're at the and other end. And then you'd change ends. Yeah, 100%. At quarter time, yeah. there was this flood of people that Half time, change sides. Exactly. <laughs> but it was a phenomena of um, uh, of when you had a good full, you know, full forward going around. And there's nothing, nothing like our game when you... When, no. There's a full forward playing. Oh, I went to the local football on Saturday. Did you? Down to the old Brighton boys. How did they go? Well, unfortunately, they were up at three-quarter time against yes. St. Kevin's. Yes. Uh, and just couldn't hold on. Really? So they lost the because game. Because they won the week before they against lost, reigning premiers, they did they, lost, they not? They lost the game in the last two minutes. Really? Yes, kick, kick in the last two minutes. Ooh. Three points. Oh, well. But Tom Boyd was playing full forward for St. Kevin's. Tom Boyd? ex Footscray. Yeah, yes. Premiership hero? Y- yes. And a uh, fairly handy player. He's, he's eaten a lot of pies. Oh, has he? And uh, But he's still a big, strong lad. Has he Has he been to the uh, the camp of Stuart Jew? He's <laughs> not, as, not quite as many pies. Somebody made a comment to me the other night. They went, Who's that bloke? What's he doing sitting on the bench? I've gone, that's the coach. That's the coach. <laughs> what sort of an example is that? That's He's trained off. He's, uh, he has trained off Stewie. Uh, he was a fairly solid unit when he played football. Um, and only because he could kick the ball 90 metres. Yeah. <laughs> I think he kept getting his last few games. So Tommy Boyd sat there in the goal square. Didn't move much. Really? Kicked five of the first oh, six, kicks, oh, six goals. Did he? Oh, did he? Didn't have to move much. Kicked 17 for the game. Or did he? <laughs> he, he, can, he can kick a drop punt 60 metres, this bloke. Oh, wow. He's phenomenal. Yeah, but see, that's the that's the difference. I mean, we look at these ammos and go, yeah, good football. You know, good yeah. football, a good foot. But when you bring an ex-AF, oh, it's, it's just... It's very different. There's a lot of controversy in the VAFA system because there's a point system. Ah. So if you play one of his type, yes. he's worth four points. Right. Uh, if you play a local lad, he's one point. Right. So you have, so a, have you got a point cap? You have a point cap. Ah. And What's the cap? Uh, it's a great question. I'm saying 32. Someone will correct me. Right. Um, but it does mean that you can play this system about uh, capping and so how many players you can fit in. So salary cap, you've got to it's fit a into a point cap. cap. And it gets very complicated because... Does it get fudged a bit? For example, if uh, we had a player play for us who'd play at AFL, but he came from an original source school in the area, yes. he's still a one-pointer. Ah. So there's a lot of grey. So if there's an ex-AFL player comes... Uh, so for, I'll give you an example. Yes. Because our feeder school is the local school. Yes. If Josh Kelly, who plays for the GWS Giants, yes. or a more poignant example, Jack Watts, who's yeah, going to yeah. play down at the old boys is this he? year. Yes. Is he? He went to the school, went yes. and played his career. Yes, he and he's going to come back and play. He's a one-pointer. 
Ah, because he went to the local. Because he went locally. Went locally. Locally. <laughs> That's locally, locally. 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 <laughs> so it's interesting. So, but, uh, okay, so he's four. But what about somebody who straight out of the AFL, retires, comes down, but they've trained off a bit? Oh, well, are they, uh, uh, how are they graded? Could, could they potentially be a three or are they just automatically a four because they played AFL? I've not paid a lot of attention, but no. you know, there's, there's two pointers and I'm, three pointers and I'm four pointers. Looking for to manipulate the system. Yes, here, I know you are already. I mean, don't you worry. Most of the larger schools have already manipulated <laughs> yes, the system. Yes, I would have. But no I, I, I won't doubt. go any further because I'll offend somebody because it's a very, very touchy subject when you raise it. Oh, is it? As it was raised at the luncheon. Oh, was it? By our, coach, our president. Uh, really? And the other skevvy supporters in the room were, were quite taken aback, shall we oh, say. Oh, taken aback. Yes. Oh, well, too bad, Susan. <laughs> too bad for them. Build the bridge, get over it. <laughs> Build the bridge, get over it. Stop fleecing the system. <laughs> it's only a rort if you're not it's involved, scary. mate. You know One of the my great sayings. You know, you know the same. It's only a scam if you're not All involved. All right. Anyway, we're going to take a short break. Okay. And we'll be back in just a moment. Hands up if you're looking to grow your business and drive customers to your door. Civic Outdoor is a Victoria-owned and operated billboard company that provides an affordable advertising medium to local businesses to do just that. From Brighton East to Bentley to St Kilda, Civic Outdoor communicates with your community where it matters, where they work, shop, travel and play. Contact us on 9830 0026 or visit civicoutdoor.com.au and let's get you on the road to success. Southern FM sponsor. School zones are now in operation, so please drive carefully. Get a load of tech. Upload, download, reload with TechLoad. Updates, news, tech experts. Get tech ahead. Drive tech. 6 to 7 every Wednesday with Sandra Spencer here on 88.3 Southern FM. On FM, online, and on TuneIn, 24-7. This is 88.3 Southern FM. Yes, you're back with the two smoking guns. And Scotty's still alive, and it's good. (laughs) I'm spot-free. You should play Staying Alive by the Bee Gees for you, Scotty. Speaking of uh, life and death. There's, oh. a, there's a rather nasty uh, occurrence occurring in Roma oh, no. at the moment. What's happened? Um, where they've had protests by funeral homeowners. Yes. Because they've got a desperate situation on their hands, Scotty. Right. What's the problem? They've got 2,000 coffins yes. in the capital of Rome. Yes. Waiting weeks and months to be cremated. Oh. What's the problem with that? Well, coronavirus has got involved, clearly, but um, there's there's limited access to public services caused by the pandemic. Yes. And Italy's bureaucracy hasn't helped, which isn't uh, exactly the, uh, the, the the world leader in making decisions. Right. Um, but the problem is they can't bury people because of red tape and uh, a whole range of things. So there's coffins piling up in Rome ready for cremation. But they're just stockpiling, so uh, with bodies the, in them. But that, but I don't sort of. But given that they're going to be cremated, they're, they're not going to go under the ground anyway. Why, why don't they just fire up the Weber and 
but this is the problem. There's a bit of red tape going on. So, oh, I, this is the so first, it's the red tape. Yes, it's getting it's in the, the way. First. Can you imagine what a funeral home um, a, a protest by a bunch of funeral home people would be like? I mean, they're they're pretty dour people. Serious people. Yeah, yes, they are. So I can't yeah. imagine them walking down the streets of the um, the, the Vatican or the, <laughs> the you know, whatever the name, Via Caruso, going, we want to burn, we want to burn. What's, what, are they, what are they chanting and protesting about? Oh, I know what the last piece is. When do we want it? Now. <laughs> so that caught my eye. That's not a not a happy situation. Well, I hope there's a lot of. Uh, if you're looking to put some finality for your loved ones, it's not not a tricky situation. Wouldn't be a great smell either, would it? No, not a good no. look either. No. And then this this one caught me. I've, I've just I've just got random stuff that I've spotted <laughs> this week. It's just one of those you, weeks. You're just going to bounce this week, eh? This is uh, cats and drugs. Oh. This is Panama. This is, <laughs> is that near Colombia? It's near Colombia. <laughs> this is Cats the, uh, okay. the Nueva Esperanza jail. Yes. Um, it's got 1,700 prisoners. They're pretty bad types too, let me tell you. Yeah, they'd be... Some so what they've been doing is they've been using cats as drug smugglers. Oh. The furry feline. Oh. So they uh, wrap a bit of cloth around their neck, yes, containing said contraband, yes, and they give them a tap, and they uh, wander over and. Um, so where everybody thinks they're trying to make them look sort of all this, you know, sexy with um, with, with a uh, what am I trying to say, a bandana mm. around their neck, mm. it's actually laced with Persians. <laughs> well, pretty much, ah. and the Persians are carrying packages, yeah. with white powder and vegetable matter. So we've got Persians carrying Persians now. Yeah, right. <laughs> we have. Hey? We have. So, um, yeah, so that's, uh, that's, that's an unlikely source of smuggling, oh. shall we say. Now, Clever may, cats, may, though. Maybe that's where the other saying comes from in terms of description of a cat. That's, maybe that's why they're called tabbies. Tabbies. Because <laughs> they're carrying, tab- they're carrying tablets. tablets. <laughs> maybe they're tabbies. There's tabby cats. There's tabby cats and Persian cats. Yeah. Never going to look at them the same way ever again. Those, no wonder they're those cats that do the happy smiling <laughs> thing. That, oh, they're a whole breed of their own. They're a whole breed of their own, those yeah. ones with the arms that weigh oh, in yeah. the Asian <laughs> restaurants. <laughs> now, it's, um, it's a happy birthday. Oh. Uh, this year to Hungry Jacks. Oh, the Hungry Jackster. The uh, chain of um, burger yes. restaurants. And um, so 1971, the first store was opened in Perth. I was going to say, it was founded in Perth. I did know Perth. that. And you know why it was founded in Perth? Uh, no. Because the other mob, the oh, big, yeah. big uh, yellow M, oh, yeah. they were founded the in upsi- Sydney, Sydney the same year. The Upside Down W. That's the one. Yeah, right. Yes. The so gold- same year. Golden Arches. Oh, the Golden Arches. Mm. Ah. So that's why he set it in Perth, because they'd already set it in Sydney, because in America they were, you know. The quaint little Scottish restaurant. Yes. The quaint, <laughs> the quaint Scottish restaurant. Yes. So um, there's a bloke that set it up in the first, and it's a good story. I'll tell you the story. Yep. So there's a guy called Jack Cowan. He's a Canadian bloke. Yep. Set it up. Yep. And uh, he was uh, he was in Canada, and obviously in the, uh, in the late 60s, he took some advice from his father, because his father had been out here working at the Ford factory in Geelong. Right. Went back and said, get over to this joint, land of milk and honey. So he, he raised $10,000 from 30 fellow Canadians 
as a bloke in his young 20s. That's pretty good going. Yeah, it's not bad. That's a lot of money back then. Yeah, bloody hell. Came to Australia in 1969. Yep. Started his first Hungry Jacks in Perth in 1971. That's pretty good. Two pretty years. Good. Only two years. Two years. In two years. Um, today, he's worth 3.7 of the big sausages. <laughs> yes. He's Australia's 20th richest person. And those Canadians who invested that money yes. still own 2% of the empire. Their stake, their original $10,000 stake, yes. is now worth... Forty million. Gee whiz! So he's on. He's honoured the borrowing. He's honoured the borrowing, and, and they're gone, right. maintained. You lot have got two percent of, of whatever I build. He said, "Thank God there were people prepared to back me in this adventure." Jeez. He went on to say, which I thought this was interesting. He said, um, "I've not mun- done much flipping of burgers, <laughs> but I have done a lot of consuming." Right. I claim to have eaten more hamburgers than any other individual Australian on earth, and I'm still alive, still going strong. Mm. So I did some calculations. <laughs> you got the calculator out? So I got the calculator out, right? And I've calculated. If he says says he's eaten a lot of burgers, yep. I've gone, all right, well, let's assume he's eaten one burger a day. That would be fair yeah. because he'd go around and do a bit of testing yeah. at his restaurants because there's about 440 of them around the country. So he's probably wandering around doing a tester. Just uh, just quality control. So let's, let's just say, for, for argument's sake, yep. he has one a day. Yep. So it's been going 50 years. 365 365. That's 18,250 burgers he's had, right? Yeah. Now, I did some research into the which is the most popular burger that yes, they have. Yes, a bit sloppy. But it's got 115 grams of mints in <laughs> yes, the Whopper. Yes, I like where you're going. So I've multiplied that out. He's eaten 2,100 kilograms of meat, Wow, of beef mints over those 50 over years. Over 50 years. That's a lot of kgs of meat. That I'm is a lot. If you think about it in one if it was one big patty, I haven't done this. But if it was one big patty, it'd probably cover Perth. <laughs> it would eclipse the moon. It would eclipse the moon. Now, the only problem, like the only problem he's got, is you've forgotten the most important part of this. What's that? Would you like fries with that? Well, I've forgotten that because in the recipe of the Whopper, yes, is tomato. Oh, so I haven't done that calculation. Oh, right, okay. I should have done the dill. There's three dill pickles, so there'd be a three lot of pickle. dill pickles. There'd be a lot of dill pickle. There'd be a bit well, of Well, let's onion. just do that. Uh, that's 54,750 dill pickles. <laughs> dill pickles. Yeah. How's that? Right. <laughs> uh, there you go. Yep. So uh, in, in honour of... <laughs> so when I had to pick a song... Thousands of dill pickles. <laughs> a lot of dill pickles. <laughs> Most of them are on the roof. Oh, gosh. That's a lot of bread, too, in those buns. Oh, sesame seed buns. 18,250 buns. Mm. Mm. So uh, I had to pick a song this week. Yeah. And uh, I thought, in honour of the fact that uh, Jack, <laughs> hungry, hungry Jack. Hungry Jack. Jack. Hungry Jack by name. <laughs> hungry Jack by nature. <laughs> Jack not hungry anymore. <laughs> I thought I'd play a song called Big Jack. Oh, because <laughs> after eating all those burgers. <laughs> He's got to be a Big Jack. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to be a reasonable size. So I thought I'd give him this one. Oh, go for it. <laughs> you, you want me to play this thing?
There you go. Well, that's a song about Big Jack. Well, I have to tell you, uh, whilst uh, whilst um, being entertained by that particular track, um, I've gone and found Big Jack. Yeah, and um, you're going to be very disappointed. What? Big Jack's not big. I know he's not big. <laughs> but that's. Uh, but I could have played oh, a couple of songs about him. I could have played Happy else? Jack. Happy Jack by the yes. Who, by the Who. Yes. If you remember that oh, song, because you'd be pretty happy with three point seven large, very happy. large ones. Oh, I, I could have played the other song by Akadaka, but uh, hopefully he's not afflicted by 
The Jack. Oh, <laughs> right, okay. I could have right. played a song called Jack and Diane. Jack and Diane. But his wife's called Sharon, so it wouldn't have worked. <laughs> but I could have played Hit the Road Jack by Ray Charles because he's clearly yes, yes. done a bit of travelling to yeah, sell up all his stores. He would, hit, he would have hit the road a lot. And I could have played Jumpin' Jack Flash. Jumpin' Jack Flash. But I think eh? he's a bit of a modest man. Yeah. So I've chosen Big Jack, even though it's a bit of a euphemism. No, Big Jack works beautifully. So there you go. A good choice. Songs about Jack. Good choice, mate. Good choice. Songs about Jack today. Very good. Talking about Jacks. Yes. um, I wouldn't mind talking to you about cars. Ah. Now, I noticed through the week, and this is right up your alley. Yes. That um, Australia's, Australia's failing. Australia's failing on vehicle emission targets. Yes, we are. Mainly because we don't have a policy, right? In Europe, car makers are fined if they don't meet stringent vehicle average emission targets, right? Yep. And that's been the major development behind electric cars there and hybrid cars and whatnot. Yes. Uh, here, we don't really give a toss, and uh, it's pretty optional, Um and it's not good enough. So only 12 of the brands of 39 listed um, you know, car brands yep. achieved lower emission targets than the arbitrary and voluntary target set by the Australian industry. So not good enough, um, but it doesn't have to be that way, right? You don't have to go all the way to electric, you know, and all the sort of, you know, electric cars, because there's quite a few petrol-electric hybrids. Yes, there are. And then, you know this, but I didn't, so I did some research, and I didn't know that you could have, there's a hybrid car, so what a, what's a hybrid car? It's got a conventional petrol engine. Correct. With an electric motor. Yes, it does. That gives the car a boost on takeoff. Yes, it does. Right? Which is the apparently the thirstiest part of driving. The battery recharges when on the move. Yes. So, you know, can't drive a long way on the battery only, but it's a hybrid. But then the petrol kicks in. Correct. Yep. Then obviously there's the pure electric, which is the cars we know that need to be plugged in. So yep. big onboard battery, get to 200, 400 k's or whatever it gets to, yep. and then you have to recharge. Yep. You know, so that's that's the one that we tend to talk about. Have typically been expensive, but are coming down in price. Yep. Um, then I didn't know this. There's a plug-in hybrid. So apparently it's a hybrid. So there's petrol yes. and there's a battery. Yes. But you can also plug in the battery. Yes. So you can get longer battery life yes. before the petrol kicks in. Yeah. So these are EV charges. EV charges. vehicle charges. Yeah. Yes. Correct. Well, yep. And then there's the hydrogen car. Yes, there is. Have you heard about those? Yes. They've got an electric motor powered by battery. Yes. But that pack's fueled by, charged by a fuel cell powered by hydrogen. Correct. This, this, now I'm reaching the limits of my knowledge. Yes. The hydrogen creates electricity... <clears throat> to charge the battery or drive the motor, and the only vapour, the only exhaust is water vapour. Yeah, apparently. so it's almost like an e-cigarette. Yeah. Yes. It's like it's like one of those yes. things that people puff when yeah. they're walking in the thing. That's an e-cigarette. Yeah. yeah that, one of those things. Yeah. Just a big one. Just a very big one. So I just can't understand, with all of this available, op- these available options, why people don't adopt them more, and I think the answer probably is they're not being directed to. Uh, or the car companies aren't being fined to encourage a, them to provide them at the appropriate prices. Have a crack at the price. That's the problem. Have a crack at the price. So it's, it's all, I mean, as far as I can see, it's, uh, I think 
um, fossil fuel vehicles will not be for a super long time, yeah. um, and the EVs are just too expensive right now. So until we get economies of scale, um, it's going to take a little while. But yeah. we'll get there. We'll get we will there. get there. And I just thought it was interesting. Very good. Anyway, hey, um, yes. enough of jacks and cars and all that. We'll be back in a minute to talk about other stuff on the two spoken gun. It's a Bayside favourite. Rock Salt Cafe in Bay Street, Brighton. Open from 7.30am for breakfast, lunch and dinner seven days a week. It's family friendly with a modern Australian menu. Whether you're catching up for a coffee, hosting a celebration, enjoying a cocktail or a romantic dinner for two, Rock Salt Cafe is the place for warm and friendly service. Rock Salt, 364 Bay Street, Brighton. A proud Southern FM sponsor. Bowel cancer is the second biggest cancer killer in Australia, but a simple screening test could save your life. So the Jody Lee Foundation would like you to please take the test because the more tests that are taken, the less we'll see of bowel cancer. Talk to your GP today. You're listening to 88.3 Southern FM. FM. Oh, you've McGoo, done. you've done it again. McGoo. McGoo. Oh, McGoo. He wasn't a very good driver, Mr. McGoo. <laughs> Mr. McGoo. They're fairly sizable goggles that he wore. He was a ripper, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. We were talking off air about cars, and you um, told me about your little I story. I Well, I well About an electric car that went a bit rogue yeah, on the weekend. Well, it, she went more than rogue, mate. She went to a barbecue, and it was the barbecue. Mm. Um, it's uh, had somebody inside. Now, apparently, um, and, and I'm not full bottle, and I, I need to sort of get better at this and get up to speed a bit more but um, even in a driverless vehicle there is somebody meant to be sitting in the driver's apparently, seat. Apparently. They're just yes. not doing very much. Yes. In case the car goes rogue anyway this thing has gone off tap, off the road and he is off to heaven. Yes and two, so, the two people, um, one yeah. who was sitting in the passenger, one who was sitting in yes. the back. Yes so um, uh, that's. They've got know, a little bit toasty. That's not a great advertisement for driverless vehicles, I no, wouldn't have thought. But anyway, there, I'm sure there's a, a rhyme and reason or something has happened that's gone awry. They'll learn and from hopefully it. hopefully they'll, yes, hopefully they will learn from they'll it. From now, it. on a sort of a brighter note, and speaking of notes, how about the note of wine? Oh. Um, I came across this lovely little, little uh, it was an editorial actually, and it says, what makes Victorian wine a cut above the rest? So we, we get a bit parochial about our cricket and footy and, you know. So I think we need to probably start getting a bit parochial about our wine now. Well, and so, support the local so anyway, I'll, I'll just share some fun facts with you about uh, about Victoria. Brilliant. Um, geographically speaking, old boy, yes. uh, Victoria is, the, is Australia's second smallest state. But in wine terms, it's nothing uh, less than vast. Across a landmass dwarfed by its neighbours, more than 800 wineries form a rich tapestry of styles, climates and landscapes. Victoria has more regions than anywhere else in Australia. Um, and a winemaker in Victoria's Pyrenees region and such diversity, he says. You can move very quickly from coast to inland, cool climate to warm, 
all our little microclimates within our regions produce very different fruit. And that's that's very true. Um, I learned a little bit of that when I was over at McGill. Yes. And uh, they were talking oh, to us about those. A, oh, yeah. That's over the board. Oh, Victoria, that's, but that's crying out. That's, call, that's calling us, I think. There's, a, there's an OB there in, in, at oh, yes. some stage. Um, yes, yeah, so you move very quickly. Coastal inland, cool climate and warm. Um, the Victorian winemakers revel in the diversity, uh, creating wines that express the essence of their origins. Each a bottled snapshot of time and place. From uh, Pinot Coast to Shiraz Central, mm. the stunning King Valley wine region, Rutherglen wine region, and the Yarra Valley wine region. Victoria is home to wine country made to make world-class wines. It's our focus. It's focus, quality over quantity, drawing on deep knowledge of the soil, vines, and personalities of each unique site. Um, so they talk about the, the Pinot Coast. They talk about warm, wild Shiraz in, in sort of in central areas. Talk about the Yarra Valley being sort of elegant and elevated. Um, so I just think we, we are. We are spoilt with some of the most beautifully made uh, wines here in Victoria. Um, and even some of those that... Um, don't get a look in through some of the big uh, distributors. No, you're, uh, you're dead right. I mean, you've got you've got everything. I mean, the Yarra Valley is a wonderful place a for wonderful, wine. Wonderful, right? place. The Mornington Peninsula obviously has a cool climate, magnificent. Um, but uh, we we got away last year up to Bright Beach with Way. They're making some brilliant wines up there. Yes, they are. You know, and then you've got a bit further north. You've got the Rutherglen Reds. Yep, which are the big bruisers, the big heavyweights. That's it. Um, but you know, you've got wine all over. Um, We've been out west, and there's some nice winery in Champagne being made. We're, 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 you know, we always tend to go and talk about South Australia and Tassie and, yep. and the Hunter, but we've got some lovely regions. Oh, here. that's a magnificent wine. Now, um, do you think there's, um, do you think there's a two smoking guns Shiraz that should be made? Yes, <laughs> I'm already on it. As, <laughs> as you know, I. Uh, <laughs> With a, another collection of yes. fine and upstanding individuals. Yes. I think you've had a, one of my bin 3186s. Do you know what? I'm not sure I have. Well, that's we, we can correct right. that. So we'll, uh, we'll, we better do so something about we do bottles that. some Shiraz from Heathcote. Yeah, no, I'd like, to, I'd like to learn more about that because yes. I'd like well, to do it. you can only learn, learn by doing. By doing. And uh, um, therefore, you shall come around to my place very and, good. and do. Excellent. Don't think. Do, do. Um, but I think yes, we we can certainly investigate. Well, that. I think we should. There should two smoking guns for us could be merch. Yeah, it could be merch. It could be merch, um, <laughs> and it would, would would fuel rich discussion. <laughs> I've already got the distributor lined up. <laughs> I think you might. Um, no, because I, in fact, uh, it's always exciting when you see a new little uh, uh, new little premise of something open up that's sort of in your wheelhouse. <laughs> And uh, I happened to be going down uh, Centre Road in Bentley the yes. other day, and uh, there used to be this sort of $2 cheapy shop in, the, in this particular location, and it was sort of in the middle of the shops there. Well, I went past the other day, and um, it's this magnificent new um, uh, little bottle shop. Oh, um, but he's got an elevated section at the back. Yes. With beers lined in fridges. So that's just the beer section. Mm. And then you come down 
and he's got all these wines you've never heard of that he's really got. He's gone on hand picked, and you know, even even his house, what he calls his house or his shop red, apparently is very very good. So um, I'm going to go and support the young See, man. That's better than a two dollar shop. Yeah, it's better all than a two dollar shop. Yeah, exactly. So uh, ripping good bloke. I yeah. gave him a little bit of a uh, little bit of a mention on social media the other day, just saying, now, do yourself a favour, get along, <laughs> get along, and uh, go and support this young man in his endeavour because uh, he was a terrific young fellow who seems to know his craft. Lovely. So yes, it was very good. Now I learnt something this week. Um, you know, every day's a school day. Every day's a school day. And yeah. um, I'm going to take you somewhere. I'm going to say some words to you. Yes. Uh, is this word association? No, it's not, oh. Scotty. It's 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 part of the educational part <laughs> is it? of the show. <laughs> now, I know a bit about art. Yes. You're the, a very good painter, by the way. Thank you, the, sir. Because, I, I, in fact, I happened to see the uh, painting that you did of the uh, lead singer of the models. Yes. It was a very, very good piece. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. It was magnificent. Yes, well, I um, very talented. It's a funny story, actually, I because I uh, the reason that would because oh, I digress, but it's worth worth the, the tale. So I'm at, at the local football. Yes, and I got introduced to this guy. Yes, and this guy said, "Oh, you should meet Rutsy because he likes music and art and stuff." And uh, this guy is um, happens to be uh, Sean Kelly's uh, brother-in-law. Right. Who, Sean Kelly, for the listeners, um, leads through the models. Yes. Absent friends, um, great performers, you know, yes. one of Australia's great uh, musicians, who I happened to paint for the Archibald Prize. Yes. But importantly, interviewed him. You did. It was a very and, good interview. Um, thank you. And I was Brilliant. very proud of the interview. And uh, then, of course, the interview selectively started to get shut down off YouTube because the Universal Music bots uh, that crawl the internet right. apparently played 10 seconds of a clip that I hadn't paid for. Oh, right. Ran foul of right. all of that. Yes. Cease and desist. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I, was, I, I, I could have restored it if I'd paid $800 a year oh, for the 10-second. Goodness yes. sake. So I mean, I, I know mesos have to be protected. So I, I I've actually resuscitated it on, on another streaming yeah, well, mechanism. Well done. Yeah, well yes. done. Um, and that's it's, that's what you saw. So I put yep. it put it back up. Good. And got a lot of comments on it. Excellent. So it was good. But um, that was a happy circumstance because I shot the link to said brother-in-law of Shaw. Yes. And he said, that's magnificent. So you, And your painting's wonderful. Can I get a print? Wow. And he said, I've sent the video because Sean's sister's... One of whom he's married to. Yes. He said they wouldn't have seen it because he doesn't brag about his career. Ah. So, um, and he plays in bands, plays in cover bands. Does he? So um, I'm off to have a have a look at little, his little cover band. And he's a drummer. Ah, you <laughs> that? So another, another, another sweet another spot. Little <laughs> sweet spot. So the people you meet, very huh? very good. Hey, that was, yeah, a, that he, was a, he was a very interesting cat. Yeah, yeah, totally yeah, interesting yeah, cat. Very interesting. Totally cat. interesting. In a very nice way. Yeah, no, he's a lovely man. Yep. And still playing some great music. Um, so I did digress. So I was going to tell you about art. Yes. And I was going to tell you about blockchain. Yes. Now, now, now I know I sent you that uh, piece on explaining blockchain. Yes. Right? Yeah. So I thought I knew what I was talking about. Yeah. This, this thing that I'm about to tell you here blows, yeah. blows your mind. Right. It's called crypto art. Crypto art? Crypto art. Yeah. Right? So, so the first thing you've got to understand is it's digital art that people are making. Yep. Right? And they're putting it on the blockchain. Right. And normally the blockchain is shared. 
Yep. But this particular thing is not shared. So it's effectively like the, the, the example um, that was used was it's like having a huge cloakroom. Yeah. Where you put your cloak, or your coat, yeah. or your piece of art, or your video clip, or your whatever. Yes. Into the cloakroom. Yes. The cloakroom attendant gives you a ticket yes. to confirm you're the owner. Yes. But people are allowed to visit the cloakroom to have a look at your coat. Right. But they pay for the privilege. Right. That's... So they can go on any time. Yes. They can have a look. Yes. Um, or they can buy it. So it's effectively like an online art gallery. I was going to can... say, it's a, I've just written here, it's an e-gallery. Yes, where you can pay to view or you can buy it. Yeah. But because it's digital, you're not just buying one piece, you're just buying a print of it, in effect. Right. So these two young blokes, right? Yes. They've set up a thing that's called an NFT. No, no, no. no not, for t- not for today. No, it's called a non-fungible token. Non-fungible. I don't know what fungible is. <laughs> right. So they've, they've done this thing. It's a cryptocurrency exchange and all these words I don't really understand. But they, they sold their business within three months oh. right, to these two guys called the um, the Winklevoss twins. Yes, they're the ones that set up Facebook. They're the ones that Way, got, got... They're the ones got, that got Zuck, rolled, Zuckerberg got, stole yeah, their idea. Yeah, by Zuckerberg. Correct. Correct. So it's called Gemini, though, their company. Yes. And uh, so they made 30,000 sales in their first month. Wow. Right. The projected sales in this 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 art crypto art for March twenty twenty one is one hundred forty million. Gee whiz! So they're twenty six year olds, twenty six years old each. These kids, and they're already minted millionaires. Right. So it's it's really quite interesting. So the fungible token, I think I'm saying it right. I'm not really sure. Um, so they're digital items that are not interchangeable with another digital item. So whereas Bitcoin you can exchange. Yes. These are NFTs are minted by their creators who upload them and sell them as unique one-off pieces. Right. And although the digital files can be copied many times over, minting bestows ownership on the buyer and therefore value. Right. So you can buy these online digital art pieces, yeah. and because they're scarce, yes. the value goes up. Yeah, through the roof. So there's now this ex- art exchange online oh, of crypto art. Strike a lot. Of all these things going bunter in terms of price. So, you know, what they're now working on is liquidity and all the normal things that you'd see in an art sense. Yes, but the thing that's creating the value is because they own it and they can mint it through a digital file. They don't have any of this concept of fakes and all this sort of stuff going on. Unbelievable. So I've learnt something this week. And so my little humble little art gallery that uh, I still think is the way you should view art is you should meet the owner and all that sort of stuff. Sure. I've got a little bit to learn. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Crypto art. A little bit of... A uh, little bit of... E-art. Who would have thought? <laughs> so you're not, never too old to learn new tricks. Even Mate. though I've read this article three times, I still don't understand it. <laughs> so I'm, so I'm, I'm going to have to get... And you look so convincing staring at I, me I, in the I, studio I, here. I, I was, so I'm going, well, he clearly knows what he's talking about. No, I haven't got a clue what he's no. talking about. But. So... Uh, c- consider lovely. yourself partly educated, well but I'm going to have to go and find what, one of those, what they call 
digital natives. Oh, they're digital natives. To explain it to me in in, in full terms. I think you need a digital elder. So I, <laughs> so, yes, so I can understand it better. So therefore I can potentially apply my right. creative process to it and see what happens. Right. All the so, best with that project. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> So if you don't hear from me, I'm, yeah. I'm lost in the blockchain. Yeah, you're, you're just E somewhere. <laughs> e somewhere. <laughs> Very good, uh, mate. Hey, speaking of things that are pretty amazing, yes. in the time we've got left, can you tell your helicopter story, oh, please? Oh, well, yeah, now this is pretty interesting because you, you know, know I, like, the, I, know I like a helicopter. Yeah, yeah you know, hoverboard, helicopter thing, you know, anything that's got a bit of a rotor and yes. sort of flies and hovers. Yes. Anyway, you'll recall um, that we had this little, uh, it was more than a probe, it was about the size of a car, um, this rocket the machine. The rocket to Mars. The rocket to Mars, which landed, oh, I don't know, six weeks ago. Yeah, sort of like that. It was something in that like window that. when Mars was closer and to And I think Earth. I might have shared with you at the time that this particular uh, uh, vehicle yeah. uh, or transportation uh, device, uh, module, module? Uh, module, anything that goes to the moon's a module, a module. <laughs> um, it actually had a helicopter on it. You said that? Yeah. And I didn't really and understand. Is it a helicopter or is it like one of those... Um, well, like a drone. Like a drone. Well, I don't know. They're calling it a helicopter. Okay. So, um, so at the time, they said, right, um, it'll be a success. If? Because uh, just have a wild guess about how far away Mars is. Oh, mate. Have a wild oh, guess. A wild guess. Four billion miles. Uh, nearly. Uh, closest to the pin, um, 278 million kilometres. So it's not quite all that close. That's, that's, all right? a, that's a fair way. took right. seven years to get there, this thing. Yeah. And then Travelling at uh, you know, warp speed. Yeah, Mach 50 or whatever, <laughs> whatever it does. It does. Right? So anyway, uh, back at the time when it landed, now yeah. talking about all the stuff that's on board, they said, the helicopter there. Now, it'll be a success if we can actually send a message to it yeah. to turn it on. Yes. So, Which they did. Apparently, like in the last couple of days, they not only sent a message to turn the thing on, it took off and it flew oh, for 39 seconds. That's longer than the Wright Brothers. And then came, then came, back, uh, came back to the module. Fantastic. <laughs> so... Uh, you just think about you're sending a message. Now, clearly, it didn't go via our postal system because no. it would have either gone to the wrong planet or, or just got lost completely. <laughs> um, so, anyway, however, they've done this. They've sent a message. They've flown this thing. It's going to fly another five or six times, and that's all it has to do. It just has to go for a little fly on Mars. That's brilliant. 278 million kilometres away, hey? Great story. Yeah, not bad. Well, we're going to fly too. Oh, again. We're off to Mars. Time am Off to Mars. Off to Mars. So we'll um, we'll see you next week. Right. And um, so have a happy and safe week from have the Have a great week, mate. We'll see you soon. See ya.
Get in touch with Southern FM on 9088-6466. Text 0404-000-736 and find us online, southernfm.com.au. National.